0: letter to the Romans. I want to kind of back up and set this into context. The theme of the letter to the Romans. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Good news. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith. Who who fades. (laughs) To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith. In faith by faith. By means of faith from the beginning to the end. All possible translations there. <laughs> As it is written, the one who is righteous will live by faith. Or the righteous shall live by faith. Or the just, the the just shall, live faith. shall live by faith. So what we have is the theme of the letter to the Romans right here. ...in those two verses. He sets out the theme, the message, what it is he's going to say to the church in Rome, to the Roman congregations... ...to the Christians who are living in the capital of the empire uh, in a context and a setting that is both Gentile and Jewish Christian... ...with lots of interplay in between, lots of disagreements in between arguments in between with questions as to how we are to be about being the church should we be completing these Gentiles entrance into the family of God by making the wish women cook kosher and making the men get circumcised or are we going to let Gentiles be Gentiles and Christians and Jews can be Jews and Christians too all of these questions can be summed up in the very simple his response to that, in the very simple statement, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who faiths it's not works it's not getting circumcised it's not keeping the dietary regulations it's it's not refusing to push the buttons on the elevator and only using the kosher elevator like they do in Jerusalem, no, no, no it's The gospel that is the power of God for salvation to everyone who faiths. And notice he includes the Jews and the Greeks here. To the Jews first and to the Greeks. First the Jews. Jesus was a Jew. The disciples initial disciples were Jews. Most of the early converts were Jews until Christianity started branching out into the God-fearing Gentiles who had attended the synagogues up in in the days of Jesus and immediately afterwards, until it started spreading beyond them, Christianity was essentially a sect of Judaism. But after Christianity started spreading to Gentiles who had never been God-fearers before, they heard about Jesus. Instead, they first heard about Yahweh, through the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Once that happened, Christianity stopped being so much a sect or a denomination of Judaism and started to become its own way. The way is one of the terms that is used for the Christian movement, in a very loose translation. And the message that is proclaimed by that movement is outlined here in two verses. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who faiths to the Jew first because it began within Judaism and also to the Greek. And here he uses the word for Greek, Eleni. Helen, Heleni. you know, the name Hellenistic it describes Greek culture, Heleni. to the Greeks. He actually uses that would be like saying to the Jews first and also to um, the Americans. Literally, I mean, he's using not the generic form, ethnus, for Gentiles. He's using specifically Greek. Wow. For in it, the gospel, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith. As it is written, the one who is righteous will live by faith. <clears throat> So this is the proclamation, not by works, not by keeping the Ten Commandments or the law of Moses, not by circumcision or dietary regulations, but by faith. The one who is righteous will live by faith. Those who are righteous by faith shall live. That's the proclamation of the letter. He immediately follows that initial statement in those two verses. By bringing up the contrary. And he begins it, And he spends two verses on the good news. And then from verse 18. All the way to the end of the chapter. And on into chapter 2. He's going to talk about the contrary. You might say the bad news. The reason why the proclamation of the gospel is necessary. The reason why Christ came. The reason why we need to hear this gospel. The reason why salvation by faith is critical and important. For the wrath of God. Wrath of God. The word wrath in Greek is orge. We get the word orgasm from that. Uh, Now, you could say a lot of things about that. For the orge of God. For the explosiveness of God. For the orgasm of God, but it doesn't mean that. For the wrath of God. Angry explosion of God. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness. Of those who by their wickedness suppress the truth. By their wickedness, they suppress the truth. This is, we've already covered this, but the truth is that God is God. God is the creator of the universe, the creator of you, the creator of us all. He sent Jesus Christ to die for the sins of the world. The truth is the gospel. And by their wickedness, they suppress this message. Hence, their wickedness is an alternative proclamation. As we will hear, their wickedness is the worship of the created, the creature, the creation, rather than the creator. A willful worship of the creation, not the creator. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness of those who by their wickedness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them. To these people. To the people that are doing this. Because God has shown it to them. They may be in self-denial. In fact they, they are in denial. But they've had this proclaimed to them. They've seen it. They, they know it. Deep down inside they know it. Ever since the creation of the world. Remember verse 20. Ever since the creation of the world. God's eternal power. And divine nature. Invisible though they are. Have been understood. And seen through the things. He has made. That right there tells us that what he's talking about here is not special, particular revelation, i.e. the Torah of Moses, the writings, the prophets, no. He's talking about something more specific here than that. Not this. He's talking about something specifically different than Scripture. He's talking about natural revelation. That which is visible to everybody. By looking up. By looking at creation. By, look, by looking at the universe. The world. The animals in it. The skies above. By being. Let's, let's put it into modern terminology. By being a scientist. And truly being interested in what you see. And what you see. And what it indicates. By being aware of what's around you. You can know that God exists. That's what Paul is saying here. Ever since the creation of the world, God's eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, that's an interesting phrase, God's divine nature, eternal power, invisible though they are, they're not readily evident on the surface of creation. God isn't continually Reaching in to the flow of nature and changing things all the time. When God created the universe, God created it to follow certain structures and functions. That doesn't mean that God doesn't reach in and work changes, miracles. That's what a miracle is. But by its nature, the universe is going to function. By its created nature. And that's kind of what it's saying here. Invisible though they are, not readily apparent on the surface, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. So you can look at the universe and say, aha, this is created. There is an intelligence in the design. I can see that there is a creator because the universe is created in thus in such a way. So they are without excuse. I mean, they they can look and they can see that there's a creator. But because they can look and see that there's a creator, they are without excuse for what they do. For though they know God... Now, this is interesting because it's not so much the knowledge of God through, through particular revelation of Scripture. It's not so much the knowledge of God through covenant relationship. It's a knowledge of God through deduction and observation of the universe. For though they knew God, they did not honor God at, or give thanks to God, but they became futile in their thinking.
1: What was that new, the Greek word
0: for know there, the past tense? Uh, gnonantes. Gnosis, to know, knowledge, Is that the- comprehension, understanding. Through experience. Through through observation, knowledge. It's the basic conception of a mental mental observation and deduction, knowledge. The Gnostics claim they have special knowledge. Their name means the ones who know Gnostics. And here he's saying they knew God. They had knowledge of God. They had understanding of God. They had somewhere deep down inside, they knew that there was a creator who created everything. For though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking. And their senseless minds were darkened. That's interesting. We, we, we flew over that and didn't stop there. Now, my translation says were darkened.
2: Mine says their foolish hearts Darkened.
0: hearts were darkened mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. cardia heart but in the ancient world the heart the cardia was the seat of knowledge we see brain was we seat our knowledge up here and our emotions here in the in the chest in the heart the ancient world seated their knowledge in their heart and their emotions in their gut we still sometimes feel it in our gut mm-hmm. but we've moved the, the we've moved everything up a foot <laughs> okay and that's what it says here but yours says heart correct mm-hmm. foolish hearts foolish heart claiming to be wise read your verse 22 Oh, no, we twenty-one at the end. Twenty-one. Yeah,
2: uh, because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened.
0: Mm. Their foolish hearts, futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts, by which they mean minds, were darkened. Mm-hmm. What is is? Were darkened, passive or active? We're darkened. No, you're talking by something that's else. That's that's who is the actor in We're
3: Darkened? Well, something was acting on their
0: hearts. Right. It's not the heart or mind of the person involved. It's not the person who is darkening themselves. It doesn't say, and they darkened their senseless minds. <laughs> Somebody turned out the light. Yes. Somebody turned out the spiritual light here. Their, their, their senses were dulled, their, their senseless minds' hearts were darkened.
3: Well, this one gives them a more active role in that. Darkened. Okay, read,
0: your, read your, that portion of verse 21.
3: And after a while, they began to think up silly ideas of what God was like and what He wanted them to do. That's
4: cute.
3: <laughs> the result was that their foolish minds became dark.
0: Ooh, that's giving them credit. Mm-hmm. Okay, the dark. New Living Translation is very similar. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. It's a little less passive than the literal closer reading of the King James, the NRSV. How's the NIV render that into verse 21?
5: It was the same way. They were darkened. They were darkened.
4: You we had to think up silly
0: yeah, their hearts were yeah, darkened by those silly ideas coming Read, read your verse 21 again yeah. in the living, old silly. living.
3: Okay. Um, and just, speak up. Okay. And after a while, they began to think up silly ideas of what God was like <laughs> and what he wanted them to do.
0: Let's just make it up as we go along. Yeah. yeah. Okay, finish the verse.
3: The result was that their foolish minds became dark.
0: The result was their foolish minds became dark and confused. It's still passive yeah. because that, the, the darkening and the confusing is the result of what they did. Yeah.
3: But, they but
0: it's not something yeah. that they intentionally, okay, let's turn down and confuse our hearts. Yeah.
3: And nobody else did it to them
0: it's they, the result of what to they, this, did. they did
3: it to yeah. they did it
0: to themselves but not directly they did it indirectly not, because not what they did here has this result you have a different translation I know you got 26 there. Yeah, but. well, a couple of them are, are interesting. Everyone.
1: The N.E.B., yes. which is the New English Bible, uh-huh. that said, hence all their thinking has ended in futility, and their misguided minds are
0: plunged in darkness. Ooh, and their misguided <laughs> minds yeah. are plunged in darkness. Again, that's, they are passive. Yeah, they're, they're being active. thrown in. Okay.
1: And then another one that's close to what you did was the New Testament, a, a new translation. That one is, uh, rather they busied themselves with silly speculations about him, and their stupid minds groped about in the
0: dark. (laughs) 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 They're stupid stupid minds. Right. Right. (laughs) They just kind of set it all up there.
1: They're all pretty consistent, and they they just didn't recognize what they had, and because of their rejection of that, I like your, your... descriptiveness of the light was turned out. I mean, it's like God mm-hmm. had enough and turned the switch. So that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Out of the pool. That's <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Off the lights. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> that's it. You're done. Game over. Lights out. No more. There is a passive character here in that the darkening of their minds, of their senseless minds, is the result of what they did, but As we find out a little later, is actually kind of like punishment.
2: Well, the problem that I have with the living translation and Uh one (laughs) of the that last one is that Uh moving around, yeah, is is that they they had these foolish thoughts about what God was Mm -hmm. was and what He wanted them to do, but if they if they didn't acknowledge him as God and were were worshiping the creation Mm -hmm. rather than the
0: creator, Correct.
2: they wouldn't have any thoughts about him.
0: Instead of trying to figure out, let's make up what God wants us to do, they're saying, let's make up God. That's right. It's a little harder, it's a little harsher than the New Living presents it. The new lib read your verse twenty-one one more time. I love it. Read it again.
3: And after a while they began to think of silly ways of what God was like. And
0: okay, why- now stop. Yeah. Silly ways of what God was like, who God is. Keep going.
3: And what he wanted them to do.
0: What this made up God of theirs wants them to do. Which usually ends up being what we want to do exactly. anyway.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Call rationalization. Yeah, Well, yeah. But we all do that in our own ways. But, okay, finish reading the verse.
3: The result was that their foolish minds became dark and confused.
2: Now, I like Lisa's. Uh, I think it was the new translation, yeah, the, the
4: stupid, stupid groping around in the dark. The misguided
2: <laughs> minds were groping around
4: in the dark. <laughs> you know, as, as, you, as, you read, as you read that,
0: and we think back over history, looking backwards now, and we yes. look at the Jews who had
1: that, the, you know, they were the ones who had the, the law and had the information, and they did distort it in a way. They made up their own Rules about what they thought God wanted and it kind of was a progression from that okay. So there
0: there 's gradations of difference you 've got those who are way out in paganism who who are making it up as they go along then you 've got those within the covenant community of the faith within Judaism itself who have an understanding of god that 's not just based in in natural revelation, but actually comes through specific revelation of Scripture who then say, okay, we've got this. This tells us something. But you know what? This isn't good enough. We've got to have more. And so they start speculating as to what that, you know, do we eat an egg that was laid on the Sabbath day? Kind of speculation. Because it becomes a righteousness by sal- uh, righteousness by works, salvation by works, not by faith, not by trusting in God, but by what we can do. So that forces them then to kind of create their own conditions for, and what Yahweh wants of them. And they're really not even reading scripture anymore. Hence the Mishnah and the Talmud and the other Jewish writings, which are interpretive, become more important than that which they interpret
1: doesn't that exactly flow from what you have here? And you know, the fact when you said "new God back in 21 in the yes. beginning, that's why I asked you know, the yeah. Jews I would put and Israelites in the same boat but we're just talking about the subset of the Jews had that experiential knowledge more so than any other groups group But of people. other people
0: did too think about uh, Nebuchadnezzar his encounter with God he had one. Cyrus king of Persia became an instrument of God and actually, knew something about God. Darius. Uh, yeah, Darius. Oh, absolutely. But when yeah. you're
1: talking about Paul writing this letter to the, you know, to the Romans, what's well, the most prominent group that's the, distorting, you know? Well, it would
0: be period. the Jews on the covenant side, community side. Right. But the pagans, amongst whom these people live, too. Right. The worship of the gods of the Romans and the Greeks. And the philosophers of the Greeks, which Paul actually could get along with a whole lot better, and attempted to adopt their language when he preached in Athens on Mars Hill, and trying to communicate with them. He wasn't very successful doing that according to the Acts of the Apostles, but he tried to communicate with them in their philosophical language. Which wasn't necessarily opposed to the gospel as we find out in later generations, interpretations and theological constructions. They adopted many. Aristotelian logic became adopted through theology. So yes, um, there are gradations from the pagans on the far end all the way through into the Jews who, even though they had revealed scripture and knew a whole lot about God's nature, uh, they didn't like it. Which, of course, should tell us also that we can be subject to the exact same thing. By cre- you know, well, we, we read the Jesus of the Gospels, but we prefer to create our own Jesus. You know, we we want to have a Jesus of our own creation. We want to have a Jesus that we can worship. A good and wise teacher who doesn't impl- uh, tell us that we need to be doing anything. Or that we need to change. Or that we have a mission or a calling. Or that he wants to make us an apostle to this world. No. uh, Let's make up a Jesus that fits our own social and cultural desires.
1: Isn't that why we have so many denominations? It's
0: part of the reason. (laughs) It's part of the reason. It sounds like Paul might
5: not have uh, gradations. It almost sounds like he's not real pleased with the covenant people versus the pagans. And he kind of pushes the pagans aside... Versus the covenant people that he keeps talking He has into. some really
0: harsh words for the covenant people and spends most of his time on that. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, but he doesn't ignore those the pagans either. Yeah. I, know, I don't I think know he this limits his criticism. No, 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 no. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. limit. You but on, from a
5: humanistic way of looking at it, and to be kind of selfish from looking at it from our way, it's almost like, well, gee, I wonder which one God would... Uh, hate or punished the worst. The people that had the chance to know and the first people and then blew it
0: are the one sound that interpretation never is that those who have who have the who have the uh, privilege of having specific revelation in Scripture bear a greater weight of responsibility exactly. when they say ah eh, that's not good enough. Exactly. Yeah. It's bad enough that you look at the universe and say I don't want to worship the God who created this. I want to worship uh, God Dollar or or Zeus or Apollo or myself or whatever. I mean, that's, that's bad enough. But if you've gotten this and you go, uh-uh. You're, You're stumbling <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get darkened. Isn't that apostasy? If you, this, yeah, that's apostasy. Having the truth and then tossing it in this degree of precision... And then tossing it.
5: I mean, that's what he says. You know, you make a lie out of the truth. I mean, he said that straight out. Well,
0: yes, but there's, and it happens at, again at many different levels. Yes. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Now, claiming to be wise, I mean, why do you need a God, a creator, if you can understand it all for yourself?
2: listen to me, I've got all the answers.
0: Hmm. And when you do that, you actually prove your own ignorance. But isn't the
6: church, when they say, we have all the truth right here, and if anybody disagrees with it, then they're in the wrong and actually what they're doing is
0: just reinforcing It's not so much this, it's my interpretation of it has to be the only one. My, here's, this is a commentary, on uh, one half of a commentary. The volume one of a commentary on the letter to the Romans. It's 19 times longer than the letter itself. All right, In one volume and in two volumes it's twice that. This is a commentary by Cranfield, brilliant scholar. His interpretation has to be it. And no other need apply. That's what you're talking about. And churches do it all the time by saying, this is it, the, my, our interpretation, our application, our doctrinal standards, our dogmas, whatever, are the only ones, and it doesn't really matter what it says, it's here. Read the dogma instead. It's
1: the same substitution that you just talked about with the Jews. Thank so. you. That was their
0: dogma. <laughs> yeah. We do the same thing they did. We do. Which is exactly what you're saying, Lee which is where the humility is called for. We can read scripture and attempt to grapple with it and and comprehend it, but we also have to say with a degree of humility, I, in my quote-unquote wisdom, am ignorant and must always be open to what God is saying and how god is going to interpret it that's one of the reasons why every time i read scripture and do these bible studies i find nuances of difference and change of opinion i'm not static i can't be static because my understanding is not where it's going to be 20 years from now it's not where it was 20 years ago and I expect God's going to reveal more to me over time One of these days we'll go through Romans again and I may disagree with some of what I said this time <laughs> Big whoop Romans hasn't changed It's my interpretation that changes And that humility is important
2: Yeah I make notes in my Bible And then go back and read that same passage And think now why did I think that
0: What was I thinking that. Yeah. Or I'm glad I pencil. that pencil yeah. And mean, let's erase it here and, you know, that we do that all the time. And when you take the Bible, though, and you say, this is the only interpretation that you can have. You are setting it up as an idol to be worshipped. Your interpretation of it becomes, therefore, the, the high priest. And you end up worshipping The deity. Jesus,
5: Disciple One needed that, like that last two paragraphs for the introduction. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: Not that?
0: (laughs) They need that bad. But they're going to get it. Firm bad. Chris is good. They'll get it. You know, it's like
1: there's a fine line between the um, infallible Word of God and the inspired Word of God. Mm. You know, treating this Bible, this collection of books that were picked by humans to be in. What we now call the Bible, excluding others that maybe we're in at one time but aren't in now,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and doing exactly that—just elevating the
4: book—rather
1: yeah. than understanding the message that's trying to be conveyed through mm-hmm. through the different authors. They,
5: you're not in the Bible Church, are you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let's put oh, it that's, this.
2: That's like my my grandmother. Is probably, probably for the last 10 years has been rolling over in her grave because I actually mark in my Bible.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that was something that you did not do. It's hilarious. there, are, there,
0: there you, know, you hear about inerrant sea of scripture, the inerrant Bible, or the infallible Bible, or the inspired scriptures. And some people use them all as synonymous terms. They're not. This is my definition and my opinion. And I've held it for a while. It could change. But here's how I understand it. I understand inerrancy as being as being what is given to Jesus, the perfect word, without capable of being in error in his own nature. Jesus is God, and therefore Jesus is perfect in and of himself. That's inerrancy. Incapable of being in error in and of himself. So when someone says, do you believe in the inerrant word of God? I say, yes, and his name is
4: Jesus.
0: (laughs) Do you believe in the infallible word of God? Infallibility doesn't speak to the ontological nature of the thing. It, It speaks to its outcome, its result, what it produces. And if someone says, do you believe in the infallible word of God? I say, yes, the Old and New Testaments do not lead us into error on matters of faith and practice they are infallible for the teaching of faith and practice now you can teach a lot of fallible things with it i see people do it all the time i've done it myself it's called being a fallen mistaken human being you can teach fallible stuff with scripture all the time but it itself is infallible in that sense And it is absolutely inspired. Everything that is in it, all of the books that are written in it, have a degree of inspiration. But there are lots of ways to think of inspiration. There's God said, blah, 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 blah. And the author wrote down, God said, blah, 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 blah. And then there's. God said blah 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 and then the author hears it and then thinks for a minute and then puts it down, puts down the blah blah blahs, but in his or her own words. That's a kind of inspiration. Then there's an inspiration where you see God do something. You are impressed by what you see and you try to describe it. That's a kind of inspiration. Uh, Another form is you see an aspect of God's beautiful creation and it inspires you to write a hymn about God or about Jesus or about the faith or about grace. That's a kind of inspiration too. And you have that in scripture as well. So there are lots of different kinds and levels and layers of inspiration within scripture. And then there's one further step. And that is the process by which these books were selected and by whom and for what reasons and why certain things were left out and other things added in. And while it's a fact that human beings made that selection process. And they, may have, they, they could have easily left out something and added something different in. We could have had the Shepherd of Hermes in the New Testament and not the book of James. Very easily. Had there been just a slightly different attitude at a council meeting. If St. Athanasius of Alexandria had a slightly different opinion. We could have had the Shepherd of Hermes and not the book of James. That would have done.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: that's cruel uh, uh, Martin Luther Martin Luther did not like bye bye The Letter of James Bye bye James But I'm going to tell you There is inspiration in James You just have to look a little harder You've got to search for it
1: You have to almost you almost have to put words in his mouth. He meant to say this, or he's saying that. This is what I he really thought. intended. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. This would be
0: good. Had James had a better understanding of Greek, this is what he would have said. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm serious. Uh, Martin, I, I'm kind of Lutheran in my disagreement with the letter of James. Um, but um
1: you know, that, that gentleman it's a right straw little oh, yeah,
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But do I believe the Shepherd of Hermes is inspired in a sense Yeah, but I believe Amazing Grace is inspired. Do I want to put it in the Bible? No. But it could have been. And I do believe that even amidst the, the debates and church councils and human arguments and fights between Cyril, Cyril of Jerusalem and Athanasius of Alexandria and all the arguments and fights that went on that was, went into the process of selecting the New Testament books, I think somewhere in there God was pushing someone one way and letting someone do something the other way. And the result ended up being what we have, which is the inspired Revealed, Word of God. And one of the things I love is Methodists talk about the Word of God. We often say that it contains, the scriptures cont- of the Old and New Testament contain yeah, the Word of God. I like that. In, in, in a real sense, I like that.
1: And in that, you're going to see a consistent thread through all of this, what's in there. And I guess <laughs> when you come across something that maybe goes against that you need to take a look at it and that may be one of the human additives to it outside of the inspired mm-hmm. yeah
0: and we have examples of that throughout through the whole New Testament and when Paul says the uh, word of the Lord is this but in my opinion you should do that wow thank you Paul <laughs> 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 you told us where it was the word of the Lord and where it was your opinion Unfortunately, they didn't all do that. James didn't do that ever. Everything was the word of the Lord from him. And you can tell it wasn't. But <laughs> anyway, anyway, being darkened, to get it back to Romans, because we're, we're still sitting in verse 21 and 22, and claiming to be wise, they became fools. It is easy to become a fool by claiming you're so wise that you don't need this anymore. Or it is possible to become a fool Claiming you're wise because you say, you look at the creation, you say there was a, your heart says, uh, yeah, there was a creator who created all this, but I'm going to worship Zeus. Or I'm going to worship Diana or whatever. Why? Because I can control this deity. I can't control the one who made that. Wow. But I can sure control this statue. Or whatever it is you're worshipping. And that is where people claiming to be wise become fools. And it happens when you lift up this and make it in an idol. I can control its interpretation and its application. So even though it's the it's the word of God, it contains the word of God, inspired and infallible for us today, nevertheless I can, can take it and I can twist it and control it to my own ends. And I've made an idol out of it, and I am a fool. And the church is a fool when it does that. And every time the church tries to do it. Limit. Put a limit on. Okay. That's the only thing it can say. And that's the only thing it can mean. Every time we do that. We prove ourselves to be a fool. And our spiritual lines are darkened. When we do it. Both because and as a result of. And it often produces more of it.
5: You know, one, in relation to what uh, Lee said, I, I, could, I just kind of think of what you just said. But the analogy would be almost, without being sarcastic, the discipline.
0: The discipline can be very foolish.
5: It can be an idol. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah at one day at General
0: Conference, two General Conferences ago, someone got up and said, I, want, I propose a change to the Holy Discipline the church. And
5: everybody goes Now there are
0: lots of wonderful things in the discipline. There's also a whole lot of crap. There's also a whole lot of crap.
4: One of the brilliant
0: characteristics of the creeds is there's very little crap in the Apostles Creed. There's very little crap in the Nicene Creed. I mean, sometimes it's the word adjustments here and there. And I, I prefer that word over this word. But apart from that, it, it's such a brief, nice little statement of what's here. But if you take that creed and elevate it to superiority status, it can that, what you're doing to it, can be crappy. And when we have the discipline and the articles of religion and all that stuff in the denomination... And we treat it as if it's scripture. That's crap. That's crap. Claiming to be wise. They became fools. And they exchanged the glory. The doxa. The glory. The the brilliance. Of the immortal God. For images. resembling a mortal human being. Or birds. Or four footed animals. Or reptiles. Idolatry. Flat out paganistic idolatry. Right there is the reference. They saw the creator. Their philosophers write about the creation and its beauty and its structure. The philosophers know about the creator. But the pagan religions, they worship animals and statues that look like people or or creatures.
2: Or a combination of the two. Yeah, in
0: many cases. Therefore. Therefore. Dio. Therefore. Therefore. God, because of all of this, because they are engaged in creating other gods, because they have denied the creator and are worshiping the creation, because of all of this, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts. Their mind says hearts. The lusts of their hearts cardione tone cardione uh, because in our culture that's where lusts belong <laughs> in your heart uh, at least that's how we communicated in our nomenclature
5: but their culture of the heart was ahead wasn't it?
0: yes the that's because in truth while we see we think of lusts as being emotions in the ancient world, lusts were thoughts. They still are. Yes, but we've, we talk about them more as if they're emotions. And therefore, we see it in our heart. In the ancient world, it was an intellectual function. Only. And
3: this one is
0: a physical function. A blend. <laughs> here. Yours says, Huh? This no, translation is a physical. Really? Of course it would. Yeah. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts. Now, the Greek does not say splagna, guts, in the, in, in the lusts of their bowels. No, it doesn't say that. If they had intended it as an emotional thing, it would have said God gave them up in the lusts of their splagna, the lusts of their bowels. King Jimmy would have said bowels there. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's cardia, hearts, which sounds right to us because we see our emotions there. But in the ancient world, it was a mental function.
2: But all sin starts with
0: thought. Thank you, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> all sin starts with thought. They
1: could start with you thought make a sense. choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and mean, maybe
0: you
1: get emotionally behind that choice.
0: The emotion, provi- in the emotion provides the impetus for then going forward with what you have determined to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, Volicious sin, yes. There is the sin of omission, that you just failed to do it. Not necessarily because you intended to fail; it's just it just happened, which is often due to not thinking. Not thinking. Yeah. <laughs> It's a process mm-hmm. or a lack thereof. That's Thank right. you. That's Even right. Though. Thank yeah. you. And, and I would say that's true, but our culture and society doesn't necessarily view it that way. No. Hence the translation, cardia, works great for well, us. Well, yeah. you,
2: can, you can deny personal responsibility that way. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to do that. No. It was a it mistake. Just, no, no. It's just... I got, I got I got so wrapped up, it just happened. I just... Smash. Shazam! Look at that.
0: Yeah, I just, that I just snapped. <laughs> Which is an emotional idea. Exactly. I wasn't thinking when I did it. It
2: wasn't. I made. Well, this no, decision. you
0: weren't actually. But, <laughs> it, it wasn't well, that I made this decision
2: been. or I didn't give careful enough thought to that decision that this was the result. Mm-hmm. But no, it just happened.
3: The devil made me.
4: That's Amen. Right. Well, that's
0: the that's the victimization conception of sin. Yeah, the devil the devil made you do it in the same sense that the devil convinced Eve to try the apple and give it to her idiot husband. Well,
2: even and it was the and it was, was it that? was God's fault because he's the one that gave that woman to him,
0: <laughs> and that was the serpent's fault. Hmm? The poor serpent goes. Uh oh! <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to be the takeover
0: here. I'm about to, to lose morning. my legs. <laughs> right. Now you were going to say. Why well, think
1: God gave um, evidence of knowing that there's a difference in treating different between a purposeful thought and act versus something that was just an act based on the emotion of the of the of the, of the minute? I mean, there's the, the cities of refuge that He right. provided for those people who have committed. Horrible crimes, you know, death, sins of passion. Out of passion, just you know you had no thought. And a
0: sin of passion would be a sin of thoughtlessness. Where you're not thinking, you're just doing. A sin, of a sin of the of the gut.
2: Temporary insanity.
0: Well, that's that's what people claim. That's what people claim. And th- let's go back and keep reading. And they exchanged... It's amazing. We read this through la- yet last week, and we didn't get any of this. So. <laughs> That's because the wasn't yes, Oh yes. Right. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images for images resembling a human, a mortal human being, or birds, or four-footed animals, or reptiles. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts. To impurity. To the degrading of their bodies among themselves. Uh, Somata. Yeah, ta somata. That's interesting because sarks is flesh. And means this thing right here. The fleshy body. Soma is more than the flesh. Soma is the whole thing, the whole package, the flesh and the pneuma. The the body and the soul is the soma in Greek thought. So, So here you have the statement, to degrading of their soma. The, the degrading of their somata, of their bodies, of their physicality, and their soul.
1: I'm just having trouble finding out exactly that, your interpretation. Which word is being translated soma?
0: Body. Yeah. To the degrading of their bodies among themselves. Um,
1: so bodies? Is bodies soma. is
0: ta, ta somata. The Bodies of auton. Tasomata auton, the bodies of them. Uh, in autois, uh, amongst themselves, or in themselves, literally. So, soma is body. There. How'd you spell that? S-O-M-A. S-O-M-A. Soma. Or in Greek.
1: That is important to think to that... Because you can read bodies... Just bodies and think it's just physical... But it truly really is much more... It's the more, whole thing. Yeah.
0: So it's a, it, the sin is not just... The impurity... The degrading is not just of their physicalness. It's of the whole package deal. It's the whole thing. The degrading of their bodies... Their somata among themselves... Because they exchanged. Now again, remember, therefore and now because. This happened because they were given up. God gave them up. Turned them over to. Handed them over to. Gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity. Allowed them to do what they wanted to do. Okay, you want to have sex like rabbits? Go at it. You want to eat 27 enchilada dinners? Have at it. You want to worship Zeus? Have at it. You want to drink until you don't have a blood alcohol level, you have an alcohol blood level? Have at it. Do whatever you want to do. God gives them over to that. To the lust of their hearts, to impurity, to the degrading of their bodies amongst themselves. Because they exchanged the truth, remember earlier, back up here at the very beginning. Where it says, um, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness. Of those who by their wickedness suppress the truth. Because they exchanged, verse twenty-five, because they exchanged the truth about God. That God is the creator of the universe. That God is God. For a lie. The other thing that either that, you know, this could be a hit against the atheist, that there is no God, which is a religion in and of itself. Because if you don't have a God, guess who's your God? Yourself. Atheism is actually a proclamation that the self is God. That there is no God beyond me. I get to be my own God. I get to make decisions for myself. It's not just a passive well, I'm not going to Make a decision. I'm making a decision. I'm worshiping me. And that's kind of what you got here. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And worshipped and served. Worshipped and served. Worshipped and served. The creature Rather than the Creator. Worshipping yourself, you're worshipping a creature. You better believe it. Worshipping Zeus, you're worshipping a man-made creature. Worshipping the sun, you're worshipping a creation. A piece of God's creation. Worshipping the earth, you're worshipping a piece of God's creation. Rather than the Creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. So, that's actually the full statement. Paul says, I am not ashamed. A lot of people need to be ashamed about this. Okay? This exchanging of the truth for a lie. And because they have denied the Creator and wanted to worship themselves, God lets them. And God lets them do whatever they want to do. God turns them over to it. When uh, and that's true, fr- frankly, that is actually true for a lot of sin, all of sin, in a sense. When I first start, when I decide I want to dive into a sin, I know I'm gonna. You know, I, I've I've been for three weeks, someone, no, four weeks since of. Friday. Um, four weeks now, I've been going to the gym every day. I've been watching my diet religiously. <laughs> um, and yet, the desire is there. <laughs> the thought goes through my brain. My splogna says, Yum, 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 yum. I, was, I, had, to, I, I had to drive by ponchos today. That's the McDonald's oh. of Mexican food. Ugh. Ugh. But, oh, it's delicious. <laughs> and I drove on by, drove Yay. on oh, by. Yeah. Uh, but I could easily have turned, turned in, in. Yep. and it would have been an act of my will. Now, starting it takes an act of will. But if I were to keep doing that, stop going to the gym as I've done in the past. Stop going to the gym, start eating tons and tons of food that I know I shouldn't eat because it's hurting me. The more I do that, the easier it gets to do it and the harder it is to go to the gym and follow a diet. Yep. God turns me over to what I want to do.
2: You don't want to go to the gym? You don't have to. Yeah. That's right.
0: You can do that tomorrow. That's right. I won't worry about that today. I'll worry about that tomorrow. Right now, I'm just going to go to the Pizza in buffet. Yeah, that's you
2: know that's always my excuse for if I'm yeah. on a diet and, and I break it. Well, I just won't eat for the rest of the day. <laughs> and, and don't worry, sister. <laughs> no, and, you know, the, biggest, the biggest yeah.
1: problem I think that all of us have, and it manifests itself in different areas, but we all have the same one. I think is um, Paul talks about it in Corinthians when. As i know, paraphrase it. But you, one of the things you shouldn't do. All things are are, are are lawful, but you shouldn't let anything master you. And I would be all over that thought in <laughs> your in your particular case when you wanted to do to do that is, hey, who's the master here? Uh-huh. You know? Precisely. Am I being mastered, or mm-hmm. you know, am I in control I of that? Know. And I use that example even with my son, when he loves to either you know, watch television, we talked about this, or play a computer game or something, I said, you know, Scott, it's okay to do that. But you've gotta recognize when that event is mastering you, yes. mm-hmm. when you're no longer in control to stop it, when somebody else comes and says, hey, come do this, you say, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm doing this, You then should have a red light go up in your your mind that, hey, something's mastering me. And that can be, I find that in my life, if I think about that as I'm going through my days, there's lots of things that we let master us.
0: Mm -hmm. That is precisely the principle at work here. When it says, therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the degrading of their bodies among themselves. This is really flashy, friends but it's as fundamental as that who's in charge are you willing to recognize that God's in charge or that you or other things are Are you going to give control over to the bottle of booze you know glass of wine with dinner is great but drinking three-fifths is not (laughs) of scotch is not that's that's lack of control That's giving control, actually, to something else. And you should never give control to something else other than God. Because when you do that, you make that other thing God. That's exactly what's being said here. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the degrading of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served. Boy, That's very important. They didn't just worship and they didn't just serve. They worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen.
6: When I said creature, I thought they were talking about the devil because they had used that
0: word creature. I thought,
6: wait a minute, I don't get this at all. Devil. I
4: evil...
0: I'm going to be blunt here and say that if the, I mean, the, you know, you can say the devil is behind it, and I actually believe that. Satan's behind all idolatry. But if Satan can get you to be an idolater by worshiping the Bible and not God, he'll be happy to do that. Idolatry doesn't need to be flashy for it to be idolatry. Some people just, worship country and family. Freedom. Freedom. I just want Good things. To Freedom. How, how, you, how they were interpreting the word. Creature they, is that which is created. Satan was created. Okay. The devil when he was created was Lucifer, Furious Light, the angel, the choir master in heaven. I often remind Tom our choir master. That, that Lucifer was the choir master in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like that when I mentioned it <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, you know that's the Lucifer, Furious Light was his name and, and that was his job, but he was a creature a creation. A, a creature. A fashion thing of God. Anything that's not the creator.
1: Is, would fall under that by category.
0: axiomatic fact if you're not the creator you are a creation be you a creature or a thing so fundamentally lots of things can be the creature without having to be the devil with horns and pitchfork but behind it all is that, that statement of Satan uh, I want to be God It's why, 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 why you creator? Why, why not, me? why not me? Which is what all we all say when we exchange our own creation or a creature that's been given to us for the creator. Here, you God, go away. I, I want to worship whatever this is, political party, whatever. Good things. You can worship good things. You're still worshipping a creature A creation And not the creator Now We just flew through this last time Because we wanted to get to what was next And here we are We've come to the end of our study And we haven't even gotten to what I was getting ready to write And talk about when I put on the board So that can wait Because this was important Everything that follows Follows in this context everything that Paul's going to write about here about sexuality flows from this context and directly from this context either as the manifestation or the result of it so I wanted to relay that groundwork before next time we come in here and pick it up with verse 26 and come on down to the end of the chapter. However, I did want to give you this is not homework, this is something to think about. Look at the board. One of the questions that was asked last time was in verse 31, where it says, Foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. I'll just read it from verse 29. Full of envy. Uh, Verse 29. They were filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, covetousness, malice. Full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, craftiness. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters. Gosh, sounds like the church. (laughs) Insolent, haughty, boastful. Inventors of evil. Rebellious towards parents. Foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. Okay. Verse 31. Foolish, faithless. Faithless. The word faithless there in the King Jimmy is covenant breakers, or covenant, um, and covenantless is actually a really good translation of it. Lacking in the covenant, not being a member of the covenant, having either broken the covenant, having been in it, or never having been in it and not being a part of it is the idea. The word is awesome fintus. I'll write it in English letters. Ah. soon Now. I decided to look it up in the. Uh, Greek Old Testament. The Septuagint. To see. If the word is used there. And it is. Imagine <gasps> that. It is found in Jeremiah. Chapter 3. Verses 7 and 8. And 10 and 11. It comes from. Find it four times in that tiny little segment. It's found elsewhere, but it's found there. It's found there in this form Asun Fetas. Okay? And the reading is And I thought, after she has done all of this, she will return to me. But she did not return, and her false sister Judah saw it. False is the word here. Treacherous. Treacherous. Uh huh. Treacherous Faithful. or false? Faithless. Deceitful. Lacking in faith. She saw that for all the adulteries of that faithless one, and here it is there in the adjectival formation Asun Thyssen. Faithless one, Israel, I had sent her away with a decree of divorce. Yet her false sister Judah did not fear, but she went; she too went and played the whore. This is that wonderful passage where it talks about the mm-hmm. two sisters: mm-hmm. one was Judah, and the other was Israel. Mm-hmm. A whole line. A whole line. <laughs> Well, here we've got the word in use: faithless, treacherous, yep. deceitful. Breaking of the covenant relationship. Yet for all of of this, her false sister, treacherous sister, faithless sister, Judah, did not return to me with her whole heart, but only in pretense, says the Lord. Then the Lord said to me, faithless Israel has shown herself less guilty than false Judah. Same word everywhere. In the Greek Old Testament. Now, yes. in my
2: translation mm-hmm. of Romans one thirty-one, mm-hmm. uh, it says, "Undiscerning, untrustworthy, unrobbing. untrustworthy." Okay, that's where I'm wanting to go.
0: Untrustworthy the is the word. This it's translating this word. Because right
2: I, because right I, right. I, I had, I went and looked at the King James, and sure. still could not find covenant mm-hmm.
0: breaker. Asathintus is the word used here. It's, I mean, look, just out of curiosity. uh, Untrustworthy in the NAS. Some translations do render it a covenant breaker. And that's the literal meaning of the word. From the root, soon. Soon. The root soon in Greek means uh, gathered with. Ah, breaking the gathering together. Breaking the gathering together. Breaking the covenant. The the relationship. It works here in Jeremiah and it works in Romans. The concept as an adjectival formation of faithless, untrustworthy, is good. The idea is not so much that they were in covenant. It's that they're out of. That would apply to Jews who've broken the covenant. To people of the northern kingdom of Israel who left it. To people who were never in it to begin with. Who've rejected it? Yeah, people who've rejected it and people who've never been in it. Covenant-less is a good way of translating that word. Now, just keep that in mind. Hang on to that thought. And next week when we come back, we'll hit it again. That reflects, that idea of being faithless, apart from the gathering together of the community, breaking with or never having been part of the covenant relationship with God, is one of the characteristics, just one, of what God turns people over to. When they decide, I'm going to worship me. Or I'm going to worship Zeus, or whatever, as opposed to worshiping God. It's a fantastic list in verse 30, in, in those verses there after 28. And when you read them, if you don't feel a little bit guilty at times, you're not really reading them.
1: 31 is an interesting verse in that it kind of summarizes all that came before it and why that is because whoever is, is that way those are people that are without understanding of God, without being under a covenant with God, mm-hmm. without having the affection of God and without having the pity or the mercy of God.
0: It's a very negative sounding verse uh, in, in Greek. As, asunetus, asuthentus, astrogus, Ane every word is a negative word. N in English sound. The sound of not no. That's when, when a Greek hears ah, that's what they hear. That n sound that just kinda of turns us off or turns kids off. Well that's or un is another way, but that's weaker in English. So it's it's a it's a sequence of words that alliterate together in the negative. And that's what you that's part of what you remember from that. Some some scholars say that foolish and faithless actually go together. And the words are close. Asunetus asunthintus are almost the exact same word. Almost the exact same word. They have the same root. Soon, in the middle of it. If you're not a member of the gathering, you are definitely foolish.
1: And thirty-two, when it says who knowing the judgment of God, is that another knowing of the gnosis?
0: uh... Epignotes. So it's it's the roots the same gnosis, but it's a different formation of the word, being aware of in its totality. Knowing completely, so they they knew God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. Means they were aware of it in its totality. Not that they were just acquainted with it, but they knew it. From wouldn't word that work?
1: Yeah, wouldn't that be more of a focus then, not on the pagan society who grew up in that and it was part of their culture, but more to the direction of those people in the religious that had the knowledge the books, that books It's you should have been within
0: the covenant community the, yeah. the israelite group yeah uh, okay
6: you're saying within the covenant okay, you start out with general information you know the general mm-hmm. feel for god and he should be there because you see these things now
0: we've developed down to where the, we're into the covenant yeah we have okay gets honed <clears throat> point more and more pointed because he's getting ready to turn over to chapter 2 and we're going to see even more. So we've left that.
6: It's not general anymore. It's a covenant. You're, you're... Well,
0: it's not general. It's not just general. It's general and the covenant community. Okay, both. Right. But the co- It's those who are in the covenant community. They know God's decree here. Okay. Those who aren't in the covenant community still can't get off the hook. Isn't
1: it more that leaning in terms of its?
0: And deserve to die and deserve to die Uh, in that sense, yeah which of course is the manifestation of God's grace and that God forgives But, but it does lean towards that covenant community there but even still those who aren't a member of it are still not off the hook, they still have no excuse and you can see that in that even in many of the pagan religions they know these things are wrong Maybe not a, a decree from the Torah, but they still know it's wrong. They know it's wrong to murder people and slander and backbite and gossip and do all those things. They know it's wrong. They may not have the Torah for it, as in that God's decree, the, God, the decree of God in this formation, but they know it. Somewhere, either internally, in part of God's natural revelation, or how God has communicated to them in the diverse means that they have received they know it's wrong so when I thought that they just
6: pulled a page from the Old Testament of the, old, the uh, Jewish God of the Old Testament that was pretty right though That's because they were repeating things that, that popped up there
0: Yes, it, certainly, specifically, yes, that is included. But it's not just that. Okay. It's okay. in addition to that. Okay. There's more it. to it than that, but it's certainly that. Um, Paul would say, if you grew up in Rome, you worship Jupiter, you've, you've got all that history behind you. You've never heard of Yahweh other than as a joke." you still had the light of God's creation and natural revelation and your philosophers have still told you that murder is wrong and you should not do it. Therefore, if you've murdered, you're still not, you're not off the hook because you never read the Torah. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. (laughs) As every police officer will tell you. (laughs) And that's true here. You've been listening to a Bible study by Dr. Gregory Neal, senior pastor of St. Stephen United Methodist Church and rector of Grace Incarnate Ministries. Copyright 2008 by Dr. Gregory S. Neal. All rights reserved. For more information or to listen to other seminars, Bible studies or sermons by Dr. Gregory Neal, visit us on the web at www.revneal.org.
1: That's www.revneal.org. You are also invited to visit us in person at St. Stephen United Methodist
0: Church, 2520 Oates Drive, Mesquite, Texas, 75150. This program was produced by Dr. Greg Neal.